the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. The scribes and the Pharisees began to reason within their own hearts, saying, Who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Now their theology is correct. Only God can forgive sins. No one can forgive sins but God alone. So they conclude Jesus is committing blasphemy because he's, he's claiming to be God by saying that he can forgive sins. When we read the New Testament, we can see the Pharisees getting upset with Jesus quite a bit. They were waiting for the coming Messiah, and the law had given them clues to what to look for that would point to him. And as soon as Jesus came and fulfilled these signs, the Pharisees denied him. They couldn't see the truth right in front of them, the truth that Jesus is God, and he came as the Messiah that they read about. In today's message, Pastor Dan will be sharing about how Jesus was fully God and fully man. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew chapter 8 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. at verse 4, Jesus said, go your way, show yourself to the priest, to the high priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Now the offering of the gift of a cleansed leper is described in Leviticus chapter 14 that we're going to look at in just a minute. Don't turn there yet. But, but here, here's the thing. Since the giving of the law of Moses to the time of Jesus No Jewish person had ever been cleansed of leprosy. No one had ever made this offering of the cleansed leper. That's why the religious teachers concluded, well, this offering for the cleansed leper must be for when the Messiah comes. Since no one's been cleansed of leprosy and we've never had to offer this offering before, why did God put it in his law? Well, God must have included it in his law For when the Messiah comes and the Messiah will cleanse lepers. And then when the Messiah is here, we'll make this offering for the cleansed leper. That's the only explanation, logical explanation they could come up with. Why would God put this in his law and we never use it? And you've got this law just sitting on the books that we never use because no one's ever cleansed of leprosy and coming to the temple to make this offering. So this this instruction in Leviticus 14 existed for 1,500 years, and no priest ever offered the gift for a cleansed leper. But now, Jesus starts cleansing lepers and sending them to the high priest at the temple in Jerusalem to make the offering for the cleansed leper as a testimony to them. 
A testimony of what? The Messiah has come. The Messiah is here. And so 1500 years we've had this law in the books, never had to use it because no one's ever shown up saying they've been cleansed of leprosy. Now, all of a sudden, there's a steady stream of people showing up at the temple saying they've been cleansed of leprosy by Jesus of Nazareth. On one occasion, Jesus cleansed 10 lepers simultaneously and sent all 10 of them to the priests. So one day, 10 people showed up together at the temple saying, hey, we need to talk to a priest. We've been cleansed of leprosy. This was an undeniable sign to the Jewish leaders that the Messiah had come, according to their own teaching. Jesus wanted to force the Jewish leaders to make a decision about him. He's making it undeniable, just as Jesus wants all of us to make a decision about him and receive him as Lord and Savior. So he cleanses this leper and sends him to the temple, to the high priest, to make the offering. One of these signs that those religious teachers said the Messiah will do. That's how we'll know the Messiah has come when he'll cleanse lepers when he comes. Now, Matthew's gospel is not written in chronological order. So the next thing that happens after the healing of this leper and sending him to the priest is actually found over in Luke chapter 5. I want you to turn there so you can see what happens. You can see the response to the cleansing of this leper. Luke chapter 5. At this point, Luke chapter 5, Jesus is in the town of Capernaum. And it's a story you're probably familiar with, but there's a point in here that you maybe have overlooked before. Luke chapter 5, beginning in verse 17. Watch what it says. Now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching. Look what it says that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Do you see what it says? There were Pharisees and teachers of the law in the audience now who came out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. Why? He cleansed a leper. That's something only the Messiah will do. So now you have Jewish leaders from every town, essentially, in the country showing up in the little town of Capernaum in response to this messianic miracle. Jesus cleansed a leper. And according to their teaching, only the Messiah would be able to cleanse a leper. So all the Jewish leaders now show up to investigate Jesus. So what does Jesus do with all those religious leaders sitting in? The audience listening to his teaching. Watch what he does. This is so great. Look at verse 18. Then behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. And when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, the crowd of religious leaders, they went up on the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tiling In the midst before Jesus, you guys know this story. They go up on the roof, they tear the roof off and they lower this paralyzed man down before Jesus, who's inside this house. Look at verse 20. I love this. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to him, man, your sins are forgiven you. (laughs) Jesus doesn't just heal the man. As he had countless times before healing people, instead, he says, Your sins are forgiven you. 
What a strange thing to say to a man who's paralyzed. Why does he say that? Because of all those religious leaders that are sitting there. Look what happens. Verse 21. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason within their own hearts, saying, Who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Now, their theology is correct. Only God can forgive sins. No one can forgive sins but God alone. So they conclude Jesus is committing blasphemy because he's, he's claiming to be God by saying that he can forgive sins. Verse 22, but when Jesus perceived their thoughts, which is omniscience, which is a characteristic of God, by the way, he answered and said to them, why are you reasoning in your hearts, which is easier to say your sins are forgiven you or to say rise up and walk, but that you may know that the son of man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, arise, take up your bed and go to your house. Immediately he arose before them, took up what he had been lying on and departed to his own house, glorifying God. And they were all amazed, and they glorified God, and were filled with fear, saying, we have seen strange things today. (laughs) So do you see what's happening here? Because of the specific miracle of cleansing a leper, something the Jewish leaders said, only the Messiah will do. Now, all the Jewish leaders from all over the country show up to investigate Jesus and determine if he's the Messiah. And Jesus used it as an opportunity not only to demonstrate he's the Messiah, but to show that he is God and able to forgive sins. Whoa. Amazing, isn't it? So do you see why the cleansing of a leper is so important? Do you see why Matthew puts that first When he talks about miracles and healings, because this is one of the signs of the Messiah, an undeniable sign. This is why Jesus says, go to the priest, make the offering prescribed by Moses as a testimony to them that the Messiah is here. The Messiah has come. So the leper goes to Jerusalem and makes the offering. And I want to look at what that offering is. Uh, with our time that's remaining. So turn with me back to Leviticus chapter 14. Leviticus chapter 14. Again, these instructions for the cleansed leper, the ritual for cleanse for the cleansed leper, have been in the law for 1,500 years. No one's ever made this offering before. No one's ever gone through this ritual before. No priest has ever carried out this ritual before. No one's ever shown up at the temple saying, I've been cleansed of leprosy. And now a steady stream of people are showing up at the temple to make the offering of the cleansed leper. This is what Jesus sent the lepers to the priest to do. And and listen, before we get into it, the required offerings the priest had to make for a cleansed leper were not something the priest could do quickly or complete in a few minutes or even a few hours. It was a long process with several steps. And many offerings spread over a week's time. This is like a a, a long, drawn-out process. That suddenly now, they've got all of these cleansed lepers showing up. And they've got to go through this process with each one. Look at verse 1. Chapter 14, Leviticus chapter 14. 
Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, This shall be the law of the leper for the day of his cleansing, when he's been cleansed of his leprosy. He shall be brought to the priest. And the priest, this this is the high priest, shall go out of the camp, because he's not allowed to come into the camp with leprosy, and the priest shall examine him. And indeed, if the leprosy is healed in the leper, then the priest shall command to take for him who is to be cleansed two living and clean birds, cedar wood, scarlet, and hyssop. And the priest shall command that one of the birds be killed in an earthen vessel over running water. As for the living bird, he shall take it, the cedar wood and the scarlet and the hyssop, and dip them and the living bird in the blood of the bird that was killed over the running water, and he shall sprinkle it seven times on him who is to be cleansed from the leprosy and shall pronounce him clean. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. Now he can come in. And shall let the living bird loose in the open field. Now give me your attention. You can stop right there. If you go back up, uh, verse 3, the priest had to go out to the person who had been cleansed of the leper. They'd go outside the camp. So when Jesus sent this cleansed leper to the temple in Jerusalem to the high priest, this leper goes down to Jerusalem. He stood outside the city gate and sent for the high priest. And the high priest came out to him outside the city gate to examine him, to determine if he's been cleansed of his leprosy. This has never happened before. So one day the high priest is in the temple, right, doing temple things, whatever the high priest did. Hey, there's a guy at the gate of the city that wants to talk to you. He says he had leprosy for years. And he's been cleansed. And the high priest has to go out now outside the city and meet with this guy and examine him. And then once he examines him and sees that he's been cleansed of his leprosy, then he has to then he has to make this offering there that that's outside the city. This is all outside the city. In verse three, he takes it says in verse four, two living birds and clean birds, cedar wood, scarlet and hyssop, the priest shall command that one of the birds be killed in an earthen vessel over running water. As for the living bird, he shall take it, the cedar wood and the scarlet and the hyssop, dip them and the living bird in the blood of the bird that was killed over the running water, and he shall sprinkle it seven times on him who is to be cleansed from the leprosy and shall pronounce him clean and shall let the living bird loose in the open field. Now, This offering is a picture 
of Jesus Christ. It's a picture of Jesus Christ. The, the priest would go out from the temple and go outside of the city to the person who had been cleansed. Just as our great high priest, Jesus Christ, left the true temple of God in heaven and came down to this earth, to us, went out of the temple to come to us in the incarnation. And then the priest would take two living birds. Why were two birds necessary? Because the two birds represent the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The two parts of his finished work. The cedar wood. What do you think that points to? The cross. Right? The cross of Jesus Christ. The scarlet thread. His shed blood, which he shed for us. The hyssop. The hyssop reminds us of when Jesus was on the cross and a sponge filled with sour wine was put on a hyssop stalk and put up to Jesus' lips for him to drink. One bird was killed, it says, in an earthen vessel, a jar of clay, just as Jesus was killed in an earthen vessel, that is, a body of flesh. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, and he bore in his body our sins. The blood of that bird that was offered and killed was caught in the earthen vessel and mixed with running water, or literally living water. Living water is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. It comes from Jesus Christ. So in this earthen vessel was blood and water. When Jesus was on the cross, the centurion pierced his side and outflowed blood and water. Then the living bird was dipped in the blood and water along with the cedar wood and scarlet and hyssop. And the living bird was set free to fly away. A picture of the resurrection. And so the the offering for the cleansed leper points to the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ that cleanses us of our leprosy of sin. And some of you laughed at Leviticus on Thursday night. Ha, who's laughing now? Now look at verse eight. Then. This he's been declared clean, pronounced clean. Just as you and I, when we put our faith in Jesus Christ, we are pronounced clean. Forgiven. Of all of our sins and we're cleansed. We're not healed, we're cleansed of our sin. Then in verse eight, it says, he who is to be cleansed shall wash his clothes. Shave off all his hair And wash himself in water that he may be clean. After that, he shall come into the camp and shall stay outside his tent seven days. He can't go into his house yet for seven days. Remember, I said this is a long process that the priest had to go through in making this ritual, going through this ritual for the cleansed leper. But here we see in verse 8, he would wash his clothes. So he's got clean clothes. Right? We're robed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. We put off the old man, we put on the new man, right? He, he shaves his entire body. Now, that, that's weird. Why did they have him shave his entire body? So that his skin would be as smooth as a baby's skin. It symbolized new life. That he was, in a sense, born again. 
that he's got a brand new life. That he's starting over just like a baby. Ephesians chapter two, verse five says, even though we were dead because of our sins. God gave us life together with Christ. We've been born again. We've been made a new creation. The old things have passed away. And everything's made new. Because of sin, we had the sentence of death like the leper. And God gave us new life through Jesus Christ. And then, as you read from verse 9 down to verse 20, we're not going to read through it, but there's a whole series of sacrifices that were made, trespass offerings and grain offerings and sin offerings and all these. And then the priest would take the blood of the offerings and would anoint the ear and the hand, the thumb, and the toe with blood of the leper. So now the ear, everything that I hear, everything that enters my mind is now cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ, right? Everything I put my hand to is cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Every place I go with my feet, cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Every place I've been, praise the Lord. Cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Then the priest, remember I said it takes a long, it's a week-long process here. With every leper that shows up, he's got to do this. Then the priest takes oil, which is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. And the priest anoints his ear and his thumb and his toe. Now, you know, everything that enters my mind, let it be Anointed by the Holy Spirit. Everything I put my hands to going forward, let it be anointed by the Holy Spirit. Every place I go to with my feet, every place I walk to, let me be led by the Holy Spirit. There's only two groups of people in the, in the Old Testament that were anointed with blood on the ear and the thumb and the toe and anointed with oil on the ear and the thumb and the toe. The leper and the priests. And what does the New Testament say? Essentially, we were lepers because of our sin. We had the sentence of death on us. And we have been made a kingdom of priests. Right? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you uh, for what you've done for us. Lord, we were dead in our trespasses and sins. We were the living dead. And we thank you, Jesus, that you came and you cleansed us. And you restored new life to us, Lord. And we were born again. Lord, we thank you that you've made us new creations. We, we thank you that everything that we've done in the past, every thought, everything that we've ever put our hands to in the past, every place we've ever gone to in the past, it's all under your blood. And we thank you, Lord, that going forward, every, everything we put our mind to, our hand to, or go to, is anointed by your Spirit. We can walk in the Spirit with newness of life because of your sacrifice and your shed blood for us. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. He asked me how I know. 
You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Matthew, the first book in the New Testament. Pastor Dan has more to share with you next time, but if you have any questions or would like to talk to us and have any prayer requests, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at 410-491-4592. The number again is 410-491-4592. You can also get in touch with us by visiting our website. Go to calvaryec.com and look under the About tab, then click on Contact. You're welcome to submit prayer requests on our website too. If you're interested in finding additional messages from this series, you can access those at calvaryec.com as well, under the Media tab. Have you connected with a local church? If not, we encourage you to find a church family. It will help guide and support you in your faith. If you're in the area, please join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. For more details, visit calvaryec.com. Our website is a great place to find out what we believe. And you can also get to know Pastor Dan a little more. Feel free to explore and learn more at calvaryec.com. In our next edition, you'll have the opportunity to gain some additional insights from this New Testament book. Pastor Dan will help bring some things to light for you right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.